Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this football season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports, including MLB, boxing, golf, and my personal favorite, MMA. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys this week's food for thought, this week's mindset. As per usual, I am joined by my furry co-host Slade. He has decided to grace us with his presence in the room again. The past couple weeks, he's been slacking on his duties a little bit, uh, getting his rest somewhere else in the, in the house while I'm recording the podcast. But this week, uh, he decided he was going to come and grace us with his presence again. He was going to be uh, in the room for recording right on co-host duties. Obviously, feeling a little extra bonded to me these days with the charity event uh, that he and I have been participating in. More on that later. So I wanted to get right into this week's mindset. And it's a mindset, it's, it's a saying that I said in class last night, as a matter of fact. And it's funny, I was, um, I was motivated again because I had to class this morning by this mindset. And it, it really, ju- it, it stuck with me. Sometimes I'll say things or one of my students will say things or one of my instructors will say things and they say it and it really, really sticks. And I, I noticed it over and over and over again. And this was one of those things. So I'm teaching class last night and it was a cardiovascularly challenging class. Let's call it that. It was tough for the newer students in the class because it was a higher level class, not a beginner class. Uh, not only is the curriculum new to a lot of people, but also the class was physically challenging. It was taxing cardiovascularly. And then we had a rather tough strength training routine this week. So as such, I was noticing as we were getting into strength training, a lot of people were kind of letting themselves off the hook a little bit. And either they were letting their technique slack a little bit and they were being a little easy on themselves when it came to strict standards of technique. So they weren't performing the highest quality repetitions possible, or they were taking the pace down to a level that was well beneath what they were actually capable of in that moment. Now, do I believe that if it's a choice between doing it faster and doing it right, that we should slow down and do it right? Of course. But I know my students well enough to be able to look at somebody in the class and say, okay, I know what this person is capable of. I can see how much they're feeling. it, But I know that they're holding back just a little bit here. I know that they're not put that they're they're capable of, you know, 80% of their max right now. I can see it from everything that I that I can see from their body language and their their level in class and so forth. And though they're capable of 80% at this moment in time, they give me about 
So I want him to close that gap at that 30%. And what I said to the class, and like I said, it stuck with me, not only in the class itself, but it stuck with me this morning as I was going through my own training. And what I said, and I believe I stole this from somebody else at somebody else's quote, and I'm okay with that. We won't say stole. We'll say I was inspired by somebody else. I believe David Goggins or someone like that. That there is always an easy way and there's always a right way, but they're not always the same. So I want to stick with the idea of strength training because it's an easy way to wrap our head around this idea. Right? Let's just use one of the most basic strength training routines that there is. Something simple, something straight ahead, a push-up. So I know my students well enough to know when I'm looking at them, what they're capable of in that exact class at that moment in time in their level of push-ups, right? Like I have an, uh, an adult student of mine who just crossed my mind as I'm talking about this and he's active Air Force, he's in great shape and on top of that, he's very strong mentally. So I know I can look at him and I can see where he is class cardiovascularly. His body language will tell me. I know him well enough to be able to read those things. But I, So I can see from how his body is performing the push-ups of the pace that he's capable of. Not that I sit there and count his repetitions, but I can know he's at a pace that's challenging himself or he's not. So I know when I need to push that person a little bit. I, now, he's not one that finds himself out of that max pace very often. So maybe not the best example of this mindset, but just case in point, I know what he's capable of versus the 50-something-year-old dad uh, you know, across the room versus the teenage girl that's over there. I know each of them enough to be able to know what that person's capable of versus that person versus that person. So the thing that I want each of my students to latch on to is it's not the number of repetitions. It's not the quality of the repetitions. It's both. It's both. Because if I'm capable physically after that, the hard class that we had of accomplishing let's stick with push-ups, 10 push-ups of a high quality in the number, in the amount of time that I'm giving them, in the interval that I'm giving them for those push-ups. If I know that they can get to 10, or rather if they know they can get to 10, if they hold themselves back and they do beautiful, beautiful, beautiful push-ups, but they do eight of them, I'm not a happy camper. On the other end of the spectrum, let's say they want to push themselves. Now they're trying to get 12 push-ups in that same amount of time, but their technique dove off a cliff. I'm not happy either. I want them to find the right way, not the easy way. So when we're thinking about that person who I know is capable of 10, I'm looking for 10 beautiful push-ups out of them, 10 perfect technique, 10 at a pace that I know is challenging them, that I know is going to leave them feeling like they accomplished something at the end of the interval. And this model can be applied throughout our class, throughout the different things that we do. The fact that there is always an easy way and there is always a right way. And many times in class, this won't do with technique because really, when it comes with our, with our striking, we're focusing on doing the technique, right? And I really feel like we're not trying just to get it out there. We're trying to get it at a high level. And um, the problem isn't necessarily or rarely is the problem that a person goes so fast they're getting sloppy because if they are it's a simple fix slow down i want it of a higher quality where the issue comes where the idea of the fact that 
I want them to find the right way, not the easy way. It comes when they let both the pace and the technique fall, right? They're going through the motions, but not really great. And they're not putting the intensity in and they're not putting the number in that I want them to put in. Not just me, that I know that they're capable. Let's, look, let's keep going back to that idea. Because what I project onto the students is not nearly as important as what I know them to be capable of. And like I said, I know my students well enough to know what they're capable of. But more importantly, they know themselves well enough to know what they're capable of. And I think we all know ourselves well enough to know what we're capable of. Like, I don't know about you guys. I mean, obviously, you guys know I train martial arts and I do a lot of other fitness-related stuff on a very frequent basis. And we know that I'm participating in this charity event, which I'll get more into later on. But it involves me walking my dogs a lot and I don't walk them, I jog them. So I know the, the length of time and distance that I am capable of jogging. More importantly, I know which of my dogs is capable of which pace. I know that if Slade is with me alone, I know we can hit a certain pace. But I know if the, my older girl, Onyx, if she's with me too, I know she's not capable of that pace. She's older, and I know she's not capable of going as far. So because I know what we're capable of, I'm trying to push the limits, not only of the, the distance, but also the pace. I, and I don't know about you guys, but I've had times where I'm like not performing at the level I'm capable of, right? And my, maybe I'm feeling it more. Maybe I'm not getting the push out of my body that I know I, I normally can. And I have to take a step back and, and say to myself, what's going on here that is putting me in this position where I'm not getting the push that I want? Or is it just psychosomatic? Am I thinking about it so much that I'm manifesting it? And, you know, some days I can point to, well, you know, um, my sleep schedule was thrown off because of X, Y, and Z for X, Y, and Z days. And now I'm at the point where my sleep cycle has been messed up for this many days. Okay, there's something I can point to. Oh, you know what? I didn't have a bottle. I didn't finish a full bottle of water before I went out and I ran with the dogs today. And normally I do. So my body's feeling a lack of hydration. But if there's nothing that I can point to, I think about it when I train the next time to make sure that I'm finding the right way, not the easy way. Because we can find an easy way for anything. But the easy way always comes with consequences. And I want to explore this in a more global way in just a moment. But before I do, I want to talk about this episode's sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Magic Mind. Now, as I'm sure you know, Magic Mind is the world's first productivity shot. It's a simple one-ounce shot taken right alongside of or in place of your morning coffee. Each shot contains 12 active ingredients designed to stimulate your focus, creativity, energy, and motivation while decreasing stress and oxidation. Even better, Magic Mind helps to decrease post-exercise inflammation in the body for athletes just like us. For your daily dose of mashka, nootropics, and adaptogens, go to magicmind.co slash sensei, use promo code sensei20 for an additional 20% off, and then subscribe so you get even more savings. Once again, you go to magicmind.co slash sensei, use promo code sensei20 for an additional 20% off, and don't forget to subscribe so you get even more savings. Magic Mind, do more, stress less. So, in relating this to the bigger picture and relating this to life overall, there's so many ways and so many things that we can think of where we can do things an easy way or we can do them the right way. So thinking about this a little bit, I think household projects are a great example of this. I'll tell you guys 
a silly habit I had when I was little. When I was little, one of the things that I would get assigned to do all the time was clean my room. And, you know, this is when I was very young, you know, less than 10 years old, well before martial arts. And, um, you know, I was not the greatest fan of that, <laughs> that task, as, as most kids are not. And not being the greatest fan of that task, I found myself trying to find little shortcuts, little ways around it. So, I, you know, at first I was like, oh, maybe if I just open this drawer a little bit, I can stuff some stuff down here and close that drawer. Or like I can open this little box where the toys going, I just throw a bunch of stuff in there and no one will really notice and close it up. And then I discovered this magic space under my bed. And I said, light bulb moment. I'm going to take all the stuff that's a mess in my room and I'm going to stuff it under my bed. And then on top of that, I'm going to sit in here and play for a little while. So it doesn't seem like I'm done too early. And then in what seems like the right amount of time, I'll go out and tell my mom I'm done. And then she'll come in and she'll be like, wow, your room looks good. And I think I pulled it off successfully one time. But my mom was definitely a little curious as to, hey, that seems to have taken a little too easy of an amount of time. And you're not nearly as complaining as you normally do when it comes to putting, taking care of your room. So she got a little suspicious. And then, I don't know if it was that night or a couple of nights later, she's putting me to bed. And as she does, she gets close to my bed and her foot goes under my bed just a little bit and hits something. Huh. So she reaches out and she pulls one thing that happens to pull a couple of more things. She looks under my bed and she goes, oh, so this is how you cleaned your room the other day. And then she made sure that the next day I had my task but was to pull everything out from under my bed and I have a home for everything. And I was in there for much, much longer. And I was much more miserable doing the task because I thought I found an easy way, but it wasn't the right way. And obviously, it didn't get the job done nearly as well. And I obviously paid a consequence for that mistake. And that's the overall way of life, right? That's why like, if you're going to get work done on your house, if you're going to hire a contractor, you're going to hire a plumber, an electrician or whatever to handle a big project in your house. The idea is you always get multiple estimates and the unwise person is going to say, oh, I've gotten estimates from these three companies and company A was the highest and company B was in the middle and company C was the cheapest. I'm going with company C. Wrong idea, in my opinion. That's the easy way. We know in a lot of times you get what you pay for. So Maybe you don't go for company A, but maybe you hit company B. Right? Maybe company A is a little overpriced, maybe. But company C that's coming right in, in that sweet spot in the middle, they're at that Goldilocks place. That's the person most times that's going to get my business, most of the time. Unless I happen to know something right? <laughs> that, that'll, that'll sway me in a different direction. And that's very true for everything. I want to go back to fitness now because obviously... That and the world of martial arts is where we spend the vast majority of our time. So to that end, as we think about this, I think about martial arts, right? There is really no shortcut to mastery. There is no shortcut to getting it done faster, to getting yourself better. You know, like I have students sometimes that are get frustrated with themselves and the fact that they're making mistakes and the fact that they're not doing it as perfectly as their higher ranked, more experienced classmate. You shouldn't be doing it at that level. 
right? If, if this person has been training for four or five years and you've been training for like an amount of time measured in months, you should not be doing things at the same level that they're at. It's just not the way it should work. So instead, we have to realize that in the world, there are plenty of easy ways. And, you know, I don't want to disparage other schools, but like, you know, you hear about someone who goes to a school and they go to the testing and you oh the testing's every every month or every other month or every third month. And, you know, they, they walk in the door and they've got to perform X tasks and everybody walks out with a new belt. And that's an easy way to get a black belt. And you can say I'm a black belt. But is that easy way the right way? I don't think so. I don't think that's really serving that person. I don't believe that that person is truly a black belt inside and outside. They may wear one, they might be able to tie a black belt around their waist, but they're not a true black belt. They don't, they, here's a, a nice way to put it. They, they are not, they wear a black belt, but they're not a black belt. Not, not in the real, they don't feel like a black belt, not in the real sense. And the issue with that sometimes is what the false sense of security that can give somebody, right? It's like um, you, you hear about people who are, uh, you know, they, they start a diet, a fad diet. I forget what TV show I was watching. And the guy was talking about being on keto, but he was just like pounding down endless amounts of food as though the fact that he was eating ketogenic food was going to be the cure-all for the fact that he was eating, eating way too much food. Obviously, it was the too much that was the problem, not the fact that it was ketogenic. So nonetheless, when it comes to the fitness world, right, where I want us to think about is that difficult point, right? Another thing I say to my class on a fairly regular occurrence is we've trained all class to get to this point, or now that we're warmed up, the real work can begin. Something of that vein to illustrate the point that we wanted to get to the point where we were already tired or we were already exhausted. And once we were already tired or exhausted, now they were at a point where they really, really had to push. They had to dig a little deeper. And that dig, that need to dig a little deeper is everything in my mind. That is where the easy way versus the right way really comes into play. Because in that moment where you have to dig, you have to dig, for lack of a better word. You have to be able to be in control of your mind and thereby your body enough to be able to give yourself the push that you need in that time. So when I'm talking to those students who are doing their strength training and I'm telling them there's an easy way and there's a right way, am I telling them not to modify the strength training if they have an injury? No, I'm not telling them that. Am I telling them to go so fast that they're sloppy? No, I'm not telling them either either. I'm telling them to find that Goldilocks pace, that pace that they know they're pushing, but they know their technique is still at the right spot. They haven't sacrificed the level of the strength training that they're doing technique-wise, but they're not going so slow that they're not challenging themselves. Right? Life is like that, that perpetual little rat race, right? Where you know uh, fatigue uh, challenges here and we're always chasing it. Right? And we should always be looking for that challenge. We should always try to be at that spot where we're challenging ourselves, right? where we're chasing the limits of our fatigue and so forth. Because by doing that, that's where progress is made. That's where gains are made. When we are uncomfortable, when we don't want to, which as hard as we are, but we do. Right? Self-doubt in those moments is huge. 
And by doing it the right way, not the easy way, we might have some self-doubt going on in our mind. We might have that little voice telling us that it's not convinced we can continue the pace that we have. Great. We found the pace now that we should have. We found the level that we should be working at. That, that place where at the end of class, we leave with a sense of accomplishment, knowing that as loud as that voice in our mind was, we were stronger than that voice. We conquered it because we didn't take the easy way out. We took the right way. We took the stronger path, right? Think about it like this. I'm just going to take an outside example, sticking in the world of fitness. When it comes to two people losing weight, and that's not, this is not to disparage one way or the other, but just to generalize. Generally, when you hear about someone who has had weight loss surgery, like they had the lat band or something like that, versus someone who fixed their nutrition and exercised, even if those people achieved the same amount of weight loss, the same body fat percentage drop, and even if they both look in a similar way at their end point. Well, I ask you, whose quality of life is generally better? Who generally has less complications? Who generally has less discomfort, right? Like I know plenty of people who've had the weight loss surgery and you know their ability to eat certain things are gone. Like even things that you would think of as healthy that they just, oh, it doesn't agree with me now. Like a simple thing like, like seltzer water. Oh, I, I can't have that. The carbonation is no good for me. Yikes, <laughs> right? Um, the, the, the fact that they can't even have something as simple as a glass, like being an Italian guy, seltzer is kind of something we drink a lot, uh, as Italians that is. So when even something like that is too much for their system, if it's too much of a complication, do I think that person who lost weight the, the more conventional way with proper nutrition and proper exercise, are they going to have that same complication? No. I, they're not going to have that same quality of life impact. One person took the way that was a little bit easier. Now, maybe there was a reason they had to go that easy way. Not disparaging it, just acknowledging it. Whereas the other person did it the right, the, the quote-unquote right way, the more conventional way. Probably harder. But at the end of the day, they're going to be in a much better place overall. Their quality of life, I think, will be much better. And it won't be nearly as impacted as negatively as the person who took the easier route. So that's what I want you guys to think about this week. As you're training, as you're putting yourself through things, think about it and make sure that you're not doing things the easy way. Instead, make sure you're doing those things the right way. That's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at sensei underscore leonelli. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find everywhere that I'm on the internet, uh, not only the podcast, not only uh, Tiger Shulman's, but also Flex Fights and stuff, right over here at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli, pictured right here. Right? If you want to find out more about my school, you can go to this website over here, tsksmithtown.com. In addition, you can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. We're on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK, tsk.com. As I mentioned earlier, guys, I am still participating in uh, that fundraiser that I talked about for Stop Soldier Suicide. Uh, it's the 30-mile dog walk challenge. Uh, my deadline for 30 miles was October 20, was October 7th. I hit 30 miles yesterday. 
Uh, and I'm good. my goal is to blow 30 miles out of the water. If you'd like to donate to this fundraiser, there is a link in my link tree where you can get there and donate to Stop Soldier Suicide. I would certainly appreciate it. But the most important favor I ask you guys for every week, very simple, very straight ahead. Number one, please make sure you subscribe. Get your new episodes every Wednesday so you don't miss a beat. It'll be right there where your podcasts are. Make sure that you guys are subscribed and whatever you listen to audio or if you listen to YouTube, please make sure that you guys listen, uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Number two, please make sure you guys leave a, a rate and a review. It just helps. Helps rate the podcast a little higher, makes it easier for people to find. But most important thing you can do for me, guys, share the podcast. The more that you share it, the more people I'm talking to, the happier I am. I don't know about you guys, right? When it comes to something like this, I'd rather impact more people than less. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, my friends, invest in yourselves. Until next time, I'll see you guys on the map.